All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. One week to go until the playoffs start. We're really just running out the clock on this show. Let's get into it with the lead. I do feel like we need some fun playoff ideas for the show. Um, there's been some rumors about potentially one cowboy Chris Chalmers returning uh, and and joining the show on game days in the playoffs. That's an option. But I feel like we need something. We need something as a show that can bring us together for the playoff run. You know, we're a fun little community here. There's a nice group of us who chat together every day for an hour. Why can't we have our own little playoff tradition? Um, so we'll take this week to brainstorm some ideas. What are some things we could do as a group? Maybe I'll even join the Discord to discuss this. What are some things we could do as a group to really bring the playoffs up a notch, to bring us together in the postseason? We're going to talk about that. It's going to be like our weekly theme, our theme of the week, I mean. Anyways, the Oilers won on Saturday. Uh, That was great. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. Check them out, sportscloset.ca. That new Mitchell and Ness gear is fire. And you can get it, sportscloset.ca. Check them out in store as well. Get geared up for the playoff run. It's going to be a good one. Uh, MH with an idea. She has the comment in the Oilers Nation Facebook, or in the Oilers Nation YouTube. Playoff idea, stream live from inside the Talus Balls, complete with fire rescue. That is funny as hell. Um, The first comment of the day, by the way, went to our friend Greg, who said, I believe 
First place in the West is still possible and will happen. Time to raise a banner. It would be nice to have the Oilers throw a banner up at Rogers Place. I believe it would be the first time they'd throw a banner up at Rogers Place. Yes, because the last time they had a banner was the 06 Western Conference title. So, yes, Greg, I love that you believe the Oilers beat the San Jose Sharks on the weekend and kept that slim dream of first place in the Western Conference alive. It's still there. It's still possible. Tomorrow night against Colorado, that is a big one. We'll break that all down with our Short for Giant Game Day edition of the show tomorrow. Uh, but for today, we're going to be breaking down all the big storylines from that big victory against the San Jose Sharks, 6-1. to one. And here to help us break it down, as always, is Liam, who's got the Dustin Penner jersey up behind him. Liam, uh, there that was just an absolute shit stomping on Saturday. Yeah, the Oilers went into San Jose and just did exactly what they were supposed to do, which was perfect. Minus one, Jason Demers' stake, which was unfortunate to see. The Oilers were pretty much perfect on the day, so another two points earned. Yeah, another another good two points. And now when you look at the Western Conference standings for the Oilers, listen, it's going to be tough to pass both the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado <coughs> Avalanche. If Colorado wins their game in hand, they're going to be ahead of the Oilers. If Edmonton wins out, though, and yes, that would involve beating the Colorado Avalanche, they would be at 109 points. At that point, the most Colorado could get to would be 108 if the Oilers beat them in regulation. So Edmonton controls their own destiny when it comes to that race against the Colorado Avalanche. They do not control their own destiny against the Vegas Golden Knights, who have two games against the Seattle Kraken to wrap up the season. Seattle, though, interesting enough, if they win their game in hand, will pass the Los Angeles Kings. They are one game. They have one game in hand, two points back. They currently own the tiebreakers. So things are still really confusing as we head into the final four days, more or less, of the regular season because the games on Friday don't matter. Edmonton could play Seattle. Edmonton could play Vegas. Edmonton's locked into the second spot, though, so they've clinched home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs, which means seven or eight days from now, we will have playoff hockey at Rogers Place. That is exciting. Liam, there's still a chance Edmonton ends up playing Seattle here, but what it would almost take now, because again, Seattle, if they go one and one against Vegas, could jump into the third spot. That opens the door for Edmonton to be first. The point I'm making there are a hundred different possibilities, it seems like. Yeah, it's, we never really mixed in the idea of the Seattle Kraken maybe finishing in third place, to be honest. Like, it's always kind of yeah. been for us just dialed in to get ahead of LA at least and at least get the home ice advantage against mm-hmm. them. But yeah, now it's interesting to see if Seattle can can climb above them. But ultimately, if the others do play the Seattle Kraken in the first round, that means they didn't win the division, right? So it's... Uh, it's going to be an interesting last couple of games here for the season, but this is perfect. This is what you want for the last few games of the season for the NHL, just to have some excitement still. Like the Western Eastern Conference last year was pretty much wrapped up before Christmas, it Christmas. felt like, to be honest. Yeah. So now you're looking at the West here, and yeah, it's, look at those playoff rounds. It's going to be a very, very fun time. we got the all-green matchup, too, in Dallas, Minnesota. What more could you want? That's the kind of detail only you can dig up, Liam. That's why you're on the show. Okay, we're going to talk more about playoff stuff in a bit, but the Oilers beat up on the San Jose Sharks. So let's get into our three big things brought to you by Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Connor McDavid's preseason over under was 121 and a half. 
He absolutely slaughtered that. 151 points for Connor McDavid. He hits the mark with an incredible performance against San Jose. He picks up a couple of goals in that hockey game. He adds an apple as well. Six shots on goal. I mean, everything about this guy's season has been absolutely incredible. Liam, I went and looked. If this was the only season Connor McDavid played as an Edmonton Oiler, he would rank 50th in the franchise's all-time <laughs> scoring. That's insane. That's, uh, it is crazy just what he's been able to do this season. It, the craziest thing is just like you must see it every now and then, but like guys, he hit 700 points and 800 points in one season. Yeah. Like I can't remember the last time that happened where you just see a guy like that score, hit those two milestones, but he's just been absolutely phenomenal. And the slumps he's been on have been like three games where he just doesn't score a goal, but still gets three assists. Like this guy has been out of this world and it's so exciting. that we get to watch him every single night. And now supposedly, you know, there's just a second gear in the playoffs, which I don't know exactly what that means for Connor McDavid, but he could realistically hit 200 points this season as a collective, which is absolutely bonkers. Again, if Connor McDavid only played this season for the Oilers, this season with 151 points, these are some players who he would be ahead of in the franchise's all-time scoring list. We have Rafi Torres, Dave Semenko, Shane Corson, who was the captain for a little bit, uh, Andrew Cogliano in that list as well. Uh, he's passed Milan Lucic. He's passed Bernie Nichols, who only played like a year and a little bit. But he would be... 50th all time tied for 50th all time in franchise points. If he only played this season at 151 points, let's say he does two points in this, in the game against Colorado and two against San Jose. And he finishes with 155. He will finish tied with Zidane Seeger for 47th all time <laughs> in point in franchise points. Again, if, if that's only if he were to play this year, it's crazy what this guy is doing. Connor McDavid now up, Fifth all-time in Oilers scoring. He's going to pass Glenn Anderson next year. Within the next two seasons, he's going to pass Mark Messier and probably Yari Curry in that span as well. Man, I mean, it, two years from now, we're going to be talking about only Wayne Gretzky having more points than Connor McDavid in an Edmonton Oilers jersey. It's just bananas. And when you look at the kind of year McDavid's having in this era... And to do that, we'll go back 20 years to the start of the century. It just shows how far he is above not just anyone right now in the NHL, but anyone who's played in the NHL in the last 25 years. As far as I'm concerned, this season has cemented the Mount Rushmore of offensive talents in NHL history. It's Wayne, it's Mario, it's McDavid. And then that fourth spot, I think you could make a case for a handful of guys. But since the start of the 2000 NHL season, these are the best individual years. And Liam, you threw this together. McDavid at 151. Second is 23 points away. Insane. Fifth is Connor McDavid last year. Fourth <laughs> is his line mate, teammate, Leon Dreisaitl this year. It's just, again, we've, it's not like stunning breaking news because we've known this is coming. He's been setting these marks for like a month now. But 150 points is such a crazy milestone, Liam, and and it's worth us giving it a lot of love off the start of the show. Yeah, I mean, look at the gap there. It's absolutely insane. But Stupid. I think the craziest part about this list alone is just the fact Leon Dreisaitl is also just five points away from being second in the last 20 years, 23 years now, too, which is 
just bonkers to think like McDavid has, has stolen the spotlight so much from him because he's having such a better season than the guy who could potentially be the second most points in the last 23 years. So yeah, it's just special to watch it every year. And it's, yeah, the fact he's on this list twice is, is truly something. I'm pretty sure he was on there a, a third time in the top 10 too, from, from looking at it. So just wild. And before this too, like before Kucherov went on his little run too, I think it was like 96 and 97 with Yermia Yago is sixth. So the Oilers and, and Kucherov have just taken over this last little bit here. It's wild. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl at 124 points. Uh, he is going to be second on our three big things for Betway from that game against San Jose. He only had the one point, but that one point was just Oof. absolutely disgusting as he makes a spinning backhand no-look pass to Philip Broberg to make the game 5-1. Shout out to Philip Broberg for getting on the board in that hockey game as well. Um, but this play from Dreisaitl, one, the pickup in the neutral zone almost going full speed to make that with one hand is sick. That pass is all world. And again, only Leon can do stuff like this. Liam, I'm going to nitpick it. He kind of threw it in Broberg skates. Broberg, Broberg did have to make a move to get it around the goalie. So it wasn't the perfect pass, but it looked, looked very nice. But I wrote that story on Broberg the other week, how he just got to move his feet and he's got to get going down the ice and play like Philip Broberg is supposed to play. And I think this was a perfect example of what Broberg is capable of. Moves his feet a little bit in the defensive zone, gets the pass down the boards and keeps going. And then Drysaddle finds him for what was actually a pretty nice finish by Philip Broberg by a defenseman. So, but yeah, just on the assist, like how many players can make that pass in the NHL? I know it went right into Broberg's feet, but it was still a play that was controllable by Broberg. So just wild. But the passes Drysaddle makes almost every single night are out of this world too. It's crazy, man. Like the fact that both these guys are playing on the same team at the same time. Connor McDavid's season is getting a ton of love. Outside of Edmonton, Ryan Nugent Hopkins' season has started to get a ton of love as well. And it feels like still amongst NHL fans, amongst pundits, they just kind of go, ah, yeah, Leon's there. He's about to have the second best season of this century. And people are like, power play merchant. Can't do it at five on five. Got as many 5v5 goals as Callie Yarncroc. Well, if it was so easy, why doesn't Callie Yarncroc score on the goddamn power play, right? <laughs> like, I, if it was as simple as other players just deciding, oh, I'm going to score on the power play, they would do it. Like, again, he's at the point as a player on the power play where it's like Stamkos and Ovechkin. Everyone knows what the Oilers are trying to do and who they're trying to go to, and they cannot stop it because he's too damn good. Leon Dreisettle said back in February that he wasn't happy with the type of season he was having. In the past month, I know he's kind of hit another level, but imagine if he was at this level for an entire season. We're talking about a guy who, like McDavid, who, like Pasternak, has 60-goal potential as well. He's a guy who, as we've seen over the last stretch here, also probably has like 90 assist potential in any given season. Yeah, I mean, it is wild to think about. I never even considered the fact that he was disappointed with how well he had been doing because his point production was still mm -hmm. unbelievable too. But yeah, this last, since probably what, February 1st-ish? Maybe that's not, maybe that's too far, but whatever it's been. Like, this guy is just scoring every single night in one way or another and just making unbelievable passes, scoring great goals. And I, I really liked what he said And after he scored his 50th against, what was it, Anaheim, right? Where he was like, yeah, like, 
you know, you don't go out there looking for it, but you're also very aware of what you've got to do and you mm. kind of turn it up a little bit more. So I think dry Saddle is just, just feeling himself right now. And I'm again, like McDavid, very, very excited to see what this second gear is going to look like in the playoffs where you know, this could play apparently any team in the Western conference. It feels like in a moment. Yeah, we're going to try wrap our heads around that a little bit later on in the show. Um, a couple of comments here from the YouTube. Rusty, our boy, said people are forgetting about Dry. Don't forget about Dry. Twisted says the playoffs will remind people who Dry Seidel is. And I think that's a great point as well. Um, he's traditionally a better playoff producer than Connor McDavid, right? Like yeah. Dry Seidel seems to really elevate and his game's almost more suited for playoff style hockey, which is weird to say as well. Um, but Leon Dreisel at this current level is going to be a big, big problem for whoever the Oilers end up getting in round one of the playoffs. Our third big thing is going to be tied to a comment, and it comes from Mark M. in the YouTube chat. If you're watching there, hit the like button as well. 185 of you watching. We want to get to 151 is the like goal for Connor McDavid being at 151 points. So hammer the like button. But Mark M. comments, Broberg jumping in the rush like Ekholm. Ekholm trade is going to do wonders for our team long after he's gone. Well, first off, three more years of this guy on the Oilers blue line. And he's my third big thing because he was plus six in the Oilers win over the San Jose Sharks. He was on the ice for every single goal. Five of them came at five on five. The other was a shorthanded marker. What Matthias Ekholm continues to do to this team's blue line is unbelievable. I do think he's had an impact on Philip Broberg, even though they don't play together a lot. Evan Bouchard is looking all world since the two of them came together on a pairing. Matthias Echo, man, like how I, I'm getting to the point where I want to call him a number one defenseman in the NHL and how the Oilers got this guy in the middle of the season at a trade deadline with money retained, only having to sacrifice Barry and two, basically two first round picks with Reed Schaefer. Like all of this, man, Matthias Echo continues to impress. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's just, he's really just helped balance everything out for this team. And the fact mm-hmm. that like Kulak now gets easier matchups too on that third, third pairing with Dejanay. And it just allows, you know, Darnell Nurse to take a little bit off as well. Like they always trust Darnell Nurse more defensively than they would Ekholm. But that's fair because Ekholm has been absolutely dominant offensively since, since he came to the Oilers. And yeah, the Broberg effect too, I think that's going to be very helpful for him and just, you know, Ekholm being around another Swedish defenseman there is something that seems to have a lot of potential. And hopefully we can see Broberg kind of elevate his game a little bit more here. I'm expecting that more next season. But yeah, Matthias Ekholm, there's no reason to doubt he's not a top one defenseman in the NHL at the moment. Like mm-hmm. the way he's playing, like he is. I'd be curious to see what how his numbers stack up compared to other like number one defenseman in the NHL, not just on points, but kind of across the board to see where everything goes. Maybe that's something yeah. we'll have to dig into a little bit, but acquisition of the deadline, and I don't think it's really even close. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They have lost three hockey games since acquiring Matthias Ekholm. And those losses, there was the tough one on the Saturday night in Toronto. There was the Saturday on the road to Winnipeg as well when they lost 7-5. And then there was the OT loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. And that is it. Those are the only games the Oilers have lost since acquiring Matthias Ekholm. It's just absolutely crazy. They're 16-2-1. And and you know what else I love? Even though that win against San Jose was on the road, so it doesn't directly tie in. Since they got Matthias Ekholm, the Oilers are 8-0-1 on home ice. They're only giving up on average 2.22 goals per game on home ice since acquiring Matthias Ekholm. So again, just that piece of the puzzle where you add him in, you combine it with being better at home ice when you have the last change. Ekholm just changes the equation a little bit as well for Jay Woodcroft. This run from the Oilers has been absolutely unbelievable. Um, some of you may be asking in the chat, as we wrap up our three big things for our friends at Betway, maybe the Oilers are peaking too early. I don't really buy that all that much because no one's talking about the Boston Bruins peaking too early. They've been red hot all season. Liam, do you put any stock into peaking too early? No, because what what would when were they supposed to peak? You know, like do you just want them yeah. to be mediocre for the entire season, like they were probably for the first half of the season, where they weren't even in a playoff spot at American Thanksgiving? Like, it's not about peaking; it's about your confidence level, and the Oilers' confidence level yeah. is sky high at the moment. And I think when they go into the playoffs, whoever they may play, they're going to be the favorite because they believe they're the favorite, and I think they're feared now by other teams where. In the past, the Oilers have gone into playoff games and it's been like, oh boy, like, is this going to be, how are they going to do against the, the LA Kings or the Calgary Flames or Colorado, whoever it may be? And it's like, no, like, mm-hmm. the Oilers are the favorites in more than likely every series they'll play going through the Stanley Cup playoff yep. run or whatever it may be. So, no, I don't believe the Edmonton Oilers are peaking too soon. I don't believe that's even a case for any team in the NHL who's making a playoff run. Yeah. And listen, I do, I do get a little bit of the, we might over exaggerate how important it is to like sure. be hot going into the playoffs. Cause I just looked last year, Liam, the two hottest teams in the Eastern conference, like the two best records in the 10 games leading up to the playoffs in the East last year were Carolina and Toronto, Toronto lost their first round in seven Carolina won their first round in seven in the West. The two hottest teams in the 10 games leading up to the playoffs were Minnesota and Edmonton Edmonton won their series. Minnesota lost in six to the St. Louis Blues, right? So again, it's mixed results. Like every team, you want to be playing your best and feeling your best heading into the playoffs. Does it guarantee you a first round victory or anything like that? No, not at all. So again, it is great that the Oilers are playing good. I think having this team be as confident as they possibly can be heading into the playoffs is very important. Does it guarantee they're going to go up 2 nothing on whoever they play in round one? No. Does it guarantee they're going to sweep whoever they play in round one? 
No. It also isn't a terrible thing at all. No team should be sitting there being like, hey, let's take our foot off the gas for about a week here. Don't want to be too hot when the playoffs start. We want to cool down a little bit. Let's bring up some American League guys, throw a couple of games. Like, no, no one's doing that either. It's not a predictor of the first round of the playoffs. That was just kind of the point I wanted to make. Uh, yeah, I, it's great the Oilers are playing good hockey. Like, don't get it twisted. That is very, very good. But it's not, again, a sign that they're going to steamroll everyone in the playoffs. It's very hard to win in the playoffs. You need a lot of bounces to go your way. You need luck. You need to stay healthy. And you need to, again, beat a team four times in seven games. It's really hard no matter who that team is. I like the Oilers' chances against anyone in round one of the playoffs still. Regardless, if they lose to Colorado and lose to San Jose, I'm still going to like their chances heading into round one of the playoffs. Right? I'm with you. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize you were teeing that up for me there. But yes, I... Yeah, I no, I didn't really realize I was either, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the others going into any series are the favorites, especially in the Pacific Division. They've done well against every opponent in the Pacific this season. And, you know, obviously, if they go up against Colorado, for example, later on in the, in the playoff run, I think that's a matchup that is more of a toss-up. But... I think the Oilers are just on the level right now where they think they're the best team in the Western Conference. And I think yep. they're going to make... I think tomorrow is a statement game for them. I know it's game 81 of the season. And no, how much does it mean? Obviously, to the standards, it means a lot. But the Oilers have got to prove they can beat Colorado too. They haven't done that since they clinched the playoffs last season. So I think that'll be a big game for them on Tuesday. Yeah, it will be. Uh, they've only beaten Colorado once in their last nine games against mm. them or once in regulations. I'm Gregor at a stat today on the DFO rundown about that. So I do think there's a little bit of like the, Hey, let's prove to ourselves. We can beat this avalanche team. Again, it may be a Colorado team that doesn't have Kale McCarr, maybe a Colorado team or likely will be a Colorado team that doesn't have Gabe Landeskog. They're still very banged up, but I do think there's some importance to that Oilers locker room to go out and beat Colorado tomorrow. I like this point from guitar maniacs. He said, they're not peaking. They're just this good. Every metric says it's sustainable. And I actually do agree with that. Like this isn't a team that's just getting stupid hot in the last, you know, eight days, right? They haven't rattled off five straight wins in the month of April. And then it's going to be like, all right, they covered up for some blemishes in the previous month. No, they've been good since the deadline. They've been good since January 1st for the most part. Like Mm -hmm. they've been really, really consistent. It's frustrating that, you know, other teams in their division have had heaters and they haven't had a chance to jump into that top spot because you would have certainly hoped with an 868 points percentage in the last six weeks, that would have allowed them to move into first place. But so it happens again. I'm not worried about the Oilers in their seating that much. The LA Kings are coming crashing back down to earth. That team looks like a shell of themselves right now. And again, I said, playing your best hockey coming into the playoffs, maybe isn't always a predictor. I do think that if you're playing bad, it can be hard to just go, Hey, we're going to flip the switch. And LA is going to go, ah, we played bad for two weeks. Okay, we're just magically going to start playing the way we did, you know, four weeks ago and just find that level again. It's going to be really, really hard, especially with a team like LA, who I like their forward depth. But how many game breakers do they have offensively? That's always going to be the big thing separating Edmonton from LA is that LA doesn't have McDavid and Dreisaitl. They got some guys who are good, good defensively, but they don't have that high end skill, Liam. Yeah, no, they, they definitely don't. Obviously, guys like Kevin Fiala and, and Adrian Kempe are very good offensive players and they can produce in the playoffs. We saw Kempe get the overtime winner against the Oilers last season too, but yep. that is going to be the 
the biggest deciding factor, isn't it? Is how are LA if they play the Oilers going to be able to counter McDavid and Drysaddle? But it's not just them as well. Like Nugent Hopkins, obviously a hundred point guy this season too, and then you add in Kane Hyman. Like the Oilers' depth and just overall offensive powers they have just seems to be better than what the Kings will be able to provide in the playoffs and Seattle too, for that matter. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Sean says the Kings were paper tigers. Most of their last 20 games were against wild card or lower ranked teams. I do think that's something we probably did overlook. And that's a great point from Sean. Like the Kings beat up on some bad hockey teams. You know, the Oilers kind of did as well. And that was a big reason why we were looking forward to this stretch is because, you know, Edmonton played Arizona twice and Edmonton played San Jose a handful of times and Ottawa was mixed in there too. But Edmonton had some impressive wins. Dallas, Seattle, a couple against LA, took three or four points against Vegas. So it's not exactly all weak opponents for the Oilers, but they're, it's worth noting that if you're going to bring up that for LA, you should bring it up for Edmonton as well. Edmonton had some really, really easy st- stretches in the, uh, in their schedule. Someone also said LA's injured. Don't forget. Yeah. And I mean, that's what did him in a little bit last year, right? Not having Arvidsson, not having Doughty. That was a big, big difference maker in that series against the Oilers. Evan might not win that series. If both Doughty and Arvidsson are in the lineup, right? You don't know how two players like that who are that good can affect things. Speaking of injuries, if you had a list of like the top 10 medical miracles this century, where does Mark Stone magically recovering from his back injury right before the playoffs rank? Because he was fucking skating today. I don't even swear on this show. I try not to. The dude's skating a week before the playoffs after it was like, ah, degenerate. He might never play again, guys. This might be, oh, no, he's good. Round one, he'll be ready. Didn't that happen last year too? Wasn't that a thing with Stone last year as well? Like, yeah, it is a, a medical miracle, Tyler. I don't know what they've got going on in Vegas down there. I don't think many people truly know what happens in Vegas, but it is uh, it's something to, to special to think about, I guess. Like Mark Stone just miraculously showing up for the playoffs again after Vegas have no money and they need goaltending changes yep. and all this stuff at the deadline. And oh, there goes $9 million for Mark Stone and here comes these replacements. It's, uh, it's just what a quinky dinky, eh? It's, yeah, it's the most predictable thing ever. We really should have seen it coming. And Frank tweeted that, No one's really questioning the severity of Stone's back injury. He was skating today in a non-contact jersey, so he might not even be that close. But Vegas went out and spent all that money at the deadline. And now he's just starting to skate in a non-contact a week before the playoffs start. It's fishy. And I think with back injuries, it allows teams to get away with this a little bit more because it could very well just be Mark Stone saying, no, it doesn't feel good today. No, it doesn't feel good today. And then he wakes up today and goes, Ah, feels good. I'm going to go for a skate. The other thing Mm -hmm. is, yes, they spent his money, but they spent the bulk of that cap space on Jonathan Quick, who very well could make them a worse team. So maybe we shouldn't complain all that much in general, right? Yeah, he is. I hope if the Oilers play Vegas that Jonathan Quick is a game one starter, not Lauren Brassois, because somehow that guy has just turned into a very good goaltender around the NHL. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, smart cowboy. I think Tyler should grow a playoff mustache. Well, Rick on Oilers Nation Radio says that we all need to grow playoff facial hair. And mm. I don't know if I really want to do that because uh, I look terrible with it, as you all saw in the month of November. But I might. I might let it go for a little. 
Last year, I think I made it to like game seven against LA and then they won that. And I was like, okay, it's coming off for the BOA because I just couldn't handle it anymore. I looked like garbage, um, but we might do it, Liam. Hey, we're trying to come up with fun playoff ideas for the show. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'll let it ride. May as well. I mean, I've, I've been able to progress a little bit. I just have these random patches, which just don't nice little mm. circles on my chin and jaw right there. So that don't fill in, but I'll give it a go for Rick since I haven't got his banana bread ready for him yet either. Yeah. Uh, Rusty Cal, the embalmer, smart cowboy said, we got no choice. We got to let it go. So, all right, there you go. D White's in just placed a bet on the Oilers to win the conference and win the cup. Let's go Oilers. I love it. Sean called me Tyler Nugent Hopkins, which is a very fair way. You know what? No, that's disrespectful to the Nuge and his facial hair growing abilities, if we're being honest. Um, All right. We'll keep coming up with some ideas. I want to take the show live on the road somewhere for the playoffs, like even somewhere in Edmonton. Like I want to get like a spot where we can do like cool game day editions of the show or something like that. I wonder if we could do them at like, do you know, people put those numbers up around the city. That might be a Uh, cool one. Find find one of those and set up one day. Don't tell anyone why we're doing it just in case. And then just show up right next to number 19, Devin Shaw or something like that. Yeah, you would like that. Uh, The internet will probably be better than down here in the office. Am I right? True. Actually, you know what? Internet's been holding pretty good for the last couple of weeks. It's been better. It's been better. Someone said come to Red Deer. Maybe. The donut mill. Uh, Christopher Palmer, live show in front of Rogers. Make it happen. You think the Oilers would let us do that? (laughs) If we had like a corner of Rogers place showing in our broadcast, we would get... Well, I'm just not even going to go there. It's not going to happen. Oilers trouble. Nation in the Moss Pit early. That would get shut down. The camera would flip on and someone would be out there being like, nope, you're gone. See ya. <laughs> Did people trash those big numbers last year? Tyler Mulek commented that. I don't remember that happening. Me neither. Huh. That was weird. Egan says, do it at the pint. I would definitely do it at the pint. We should talk to Rick about that. That'd be a good time. Get a couple beers in us at noon. Seems like a good way to get going on a playoff game day. We'll keep talking about it. Uh, Liam, you know what? Let's take a- yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll end up going to Seattle. Why not? Um, let's get a- Let's take a look at the AMA Travel Out of Town scoreboard. Because... We're going to try to wrap our heads around what could be going on in this playoff race here for the Oilers. This is what happened over the weekend, courtesy of our friends at AMA Travel. Check them out online, amatravel.ca. Colorado did their job against the LA Kings on Saturday. That worked. That meant the Oilers locked up home ice advantage in round one of the playoffs. Good. Dallas beat Vegas, but damn it, Dallas, why couldn't you do it in regulation? Winnipeg, 2-0 over Nashville. That Almost takes Nashville out of the mix. It almost clinches up a spot for Winnipeg. Seattle, 7-3 over Chicago. That left the door open for Seattle to potentially catch the LA Kings. Tonight in the NHL, things look like this. San Jose and Winnipeg at 5 o'clock. Winnipeg, again, can just move a little bit closer to locking up that first spot in or sorry, the second wildcard spot in the Western Conference. Dallas is in Detroit, doesn't matter. Mini in Chicago, doesn't matter. Nashville and Calgary, one of those teams is going to be done tonight. Both of them playing for their playoff lives. And then the big ones you'll want to watch later, Seattle's in Arizona. Should be a win for Seattle. LA and Vancouver should be a win for LA, although Vancouver sneaky beat the Calgary Flames over the weekend. If Seattle wins and LA loses, things really change up in the Western Conference and in the in the Pacific Division specifically. 
Aaron, can we get the standings up again? Also, if you haven't noticed, I'm fighting this throat thing still. Um, so that is why I can barely talk. Seattle with a win and an LA loss. Seattle leapfrogs them. And they move into third because, again, they hold the tiebreaker. So that means we would suddenly be on pace for an Edmonton-Seattle first round. And Seattle in their final two games is going to play Vegas twice. It's interesting, man. Like if LA loses out, Seattle goes one and one and Edmonton goes one and one. Then we're going to get Edmonton, Seattle round one. If Edmonton wins out and Seattle wins out, then we're going to get Edmonton in the top seed, but we're going to get LA in the top wild card. Edmonton though would then move down and play Winnipeg. So there is still a very real possibility that the Oilers play Winnipeg, Seattle, or LA. That is all up for grabs. As someone who hopes to be going on the road at some point, um, I hope it's not Winnipeg personally. I don't want to have to take a bus ride out to Winnipeg. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. Liam, from a hockey perspective, I don't think we want Winnipeg because of the Connor Hellebuck effect. This guy's gone 12 straight games allowing three goals or less. I would much rather play LA or Seattle if I'm being honest. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I think you probably go Seattle is the one team you would want to face, then LA and then yep. Winnipeg, right? That's probably the yeah. fair power it, rankings. And like that's mostly because Seattle doesn't have great goaltending. LA has Corp Salo now, who has just been very, very good this season. And obviously Winnipeg Connor Hellebuck, like you said. So I think that's the way I would kind of run them around and see how things play out that way, I suppose. Barry says, Tyler, if you come to Nashville, I've got your first round. That sounds like a great deal. I just don't think Nashville's going to be able to get in. Right now, Nashville's three points back of Winnipeg, same number of games played. They would have to win out. That would give them six, get them to 94, and they would need Winnipeg to go one and two down the stretch. It's just not super likely. I think Winnipeg has that spot locked up. But, Barry, I will be coming to Nashville for the NHL Awards and the NHL Draft in June. So I will see you then. Um, what else do we got? Yeah, I just uh, I just don't see. I would love it to be Edmund in Seattle, but it doesn't seem realistic right now. Just because, again, if you want to catch Vegas for one, you need Seattle to win. That's going to move them into three. Honestly, if you want Edmonton, Seattle, you're rooting for Edmonton to lose hockey games now, which is weird and not something we want to do. We want this team to keep playing good hockey, heading down the stretch and into the playoffs. But if you want an easier first round matchup, if you're Edmonton, you need to lose and hope Seattle wins. That's the only way it can happen. It's weird. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably the most unrealistic, really, isn't it? Because like I said, you don't want the others to be losing hockey games going into the playoffs. But yeah, it's. I feel like the other is just going to end up with LA when it's all said and done. And that's what we're going to be dealing with again for the first round of the playoffs. And hopefully we just get this slump in LA team a little bit too. But yeah, this is going to, I guess the only other way it would really work is if, yeah, the Oilers lost a game, Seattle beat Vegas, one of those and LA just couldn't win a hockey game for the last little bit of the season too. So it's not completely out of the question, but it feels unrealistic from an Oilers perspective. M says math sucks. Good point. We should probably stop doing this. Davin, we want 50. Agreed. I think getting to 50 wins would be a nice little benchmark for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Sticking with the theme of what's coming up tonight, let's get into our uh, betting segment for our friends at Betway 19+. Please play responsibly. Liam, what do you like tonight? 
tonight over at Betway. It's a very busy slate in the NHL. After being off for Friday, they, uh, they decided to put every team in over the weekend. So we got Matthew Kachuk, plus 130, to score against the Leaves. He has five goals in his last five games. So it was like a nice little nice little spot there. And then uh, Jason Robertson missed his shot prop last game, but hit it in four straight before that. So minus 125, not massively juicy, but thought that was a nice little one too. Uh, Cody Glass, his shot prop pays the same as that Robertson one. It's set at one and a half. He's hit it in four or five. That is a shot prop I like tonight. Also, Winnipeg playing San Jose. We saw how bad San Jose looked earlier in the week. Um, or sorry, over the weekend against the Edmonton Oilers. So there's that. Winnipeg, Connor Hellbuck's been absolutely nails. I like that spot to take Winnipeg on the puck line at about minus 135. Um, we're, we're done talking about the scenarios for the standings because we're just going to talk ourselves into a freaking pretzel if that's the case. So we're going to shove all of that to the side. Tomorrow's a Short Ford Giant game day edition of the show. So shout out Short Ford the Giant. The logo will be back. Um, it's a big game against Colorado. Again, 24 hours, 48 hours from now, we'll know a lot more about how things could potentially shake down in the conference. But for now, it's just, it's really, really confusing. I did my best to try to explain it. I feel like I didn't do a very good job of it. So we're just going to table that. We're going to let the results be the results. Hopefully the Oilers win out, get to 50 wins, win the Pacific Division. We'll play whoever in the Oilers will roll them. It's simple as that. We're like seven days away from playoff hockey. The excitement's there, Liam. Are you starting to get giddy? Uh, yeah, it's exciting to see just that the Oilers have clinched and now it's like, okay, who are they going to play? And it's just uh, it's a nice little way to end the season. Like I said earlier on, we just all the scenarios still up for grabs and only four days left in the, in the NHL season. So it's a perfect way to, to wrap up the script of the regular season. Yeah. Uh, D says, if we're talking about winning the cup, I don't think it matters who we play in the first round because none of them are contenders. I think that's a great point. LA two weeks ago may have been the exception of that, but they aren't looking good as of late. Tyler McDonald got to have confidence in the team. At the end of the day, the matchup doesn't really matter. I'd rather it start harder and get easier. The thing I would say is it'll never get easier, right? As you move on, the teams you're going to play are really just going to be better and better and better. So you would want to start early to at least get some kind of an easy matchup under your belt. Also, I want this to be a long playoff run. I would rather play Seattle because I think you always have a much better chance of beating them and extending this run. Uh, Jake says, if Dry played all 82 games, you'd probably be second right now. Second, oh, in terms of the best season out of 150, maybe, yeah. Or uh, since uh, the start of the century, yeah, probably. You'd probably be at 120-some, 128 points by now. Yeah. Mm. Rusty says, I'm ready for the playoffs. Love that we clinched Tom Ice, just waiting for our matchup to be determined. Only one matchup in the entire NHL out of the eight first-round matchups is determined. That's Tampa Bay and Toronto. So still a lot on the line. It's a fun. It'll be a fun week around the NHL. As far as this show, tomorrow we got Jay coming by because it's a short for giant game day. We'll get set for Oilers Avs. Wednesday, Liam, we are going to, since neither of us actually have votes in the NHL awards, we're going to do our ballots for the NHL awards. So we're, that's nice. our task for Wednesday's show. And Frank's going to stop by too. All right, I'll, I'll stop preparing. Thursday, final regular season game of the year for the Oilers. We'll get set for that with the Short Ford Giant Game Day show. Friday, Bag Milk's going to stop by. We'll put a bow on the regular season. Giddy up and get ready for the playoffs. going to be a fun week of shows, so make sure you tune in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. Shout out to our friends at Betway, Star Mechanical, Sports Closet, and Sherwood Ford the Giant. 
As always, we come to you live noon mountain time every weekday from the Sports Closet Studio. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Enjoy the hockey tonight, everyone. New episode of Real Life dropping this afternoon. We'll chat tomorrow. 